Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, it's Monday. Uh, it's a new day. It's a new series. It's a new uh, uh, into a new month, uh, November. We're yeah, second, second I am so November. excited about where we're going with yeah. this new series. I think it's going to be just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, we've gone through a um, uh, couple of things uh, over the course of our podcasting uh, <laughs> that are still up there, by the way, and people can go back. And I know people do. I've got a person that actually I'm discipling that. Um, and teaching about abiding and he's he said he wanted to go back and go through uh the individual podcast to deepen mm-hmm. his understanding of abiding so he's he's going yeah, back, he's going back some right people now. back to the beginning as well yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's going to going as well but we're uh we're going to do a series here on overcoming uh, uh worry fear and anxiety uh and it really is cool how it came about interesting enough um about six months ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as God has me in, into abiding and receiving, um, He told me that exactly this. He said, "I, I need mm-hmm. you. I need you to answer the question. Help me. Let me show you the answer to the question that's this worldwide, and that is fear, worry, and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's getting yeah. uh, what I would call uh, endemic in the sense of not just." Yeah, typical. I have a few concerns. It's it's getting severe, and, and we'll t- and we'll talk about yes. that. Um, so I developed. I've been developing material, and um, uh, and my abiding is is. Uh, I think I described it as I've learned, uh, and I find great joy now in learning this because this isn't my my style. Is he's going to give me pieces, mm-hmm. uh, puzzle pieces, and yeah, it kind of goes up there, uh, but. Don't try to connect the dot, Rich, and wait until I say you have now the pieces. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to connect the dots and kind of connect them all for you. Um, so I have I've been doing that. Well, last week um, he said you have all the pieces. Mm-hmm. Let me start connecting the dots. Um, so you and I were talking about uh, okay, what's next? And you know we've got 22 different topics. So. Uh, right. We're going to have fun over the next, you know, decade doing this stuff to, <laughs> together. Um, and we were talking about a couple of things and, and you said, well, you know, one thing that's come up, you know, with your uh, people input to you is this a- a- aspect of, you know, worry, fear and anxiety. Maybe we could do maybe a couple sessions on that. Um, mm-hmm. And I said, well, <laughs> actually, uh, funny, <laughs> uh, funny, but but God already has given me this, and um, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna together, uh, actually with you, the audience, work through the connecting of the dots. Uh, mm-hmm. That this is the this is one that I don't have completed per se. I've got all the mm-hmm. material. I've got all the. I've, I understand it all, and I've received it all. I just need to see how He wants to sequence it and uh, express the truth of this, uh, and so. Uh, Kathy and I are going to start this, and, and so that, and that's, it's hard to describe this, but 
that's the beauty of God's will. <laughs> right. Uh, is we don't have to figure anything out. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, well, we have a heart to, you know, what would you have us do next? And, and quite right. frankly, neither one of us, and I certainly wasn't thinking, well, that's the next thing. Um, no. But you said something, and hey, by the way, and God said, do you see what I'm doing? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, right. I'm guiding you into my will and, and see you and I, well, this ought to be interesting, you know, and uh, it's, it's going to be a fun it, adventure, right? Exciting. And so we're, we're very excited about it. And, and we'll talk about the reasons everybody can say, I, yeah, I can, I can understand this. Yeah. Um, Let me just point out something, if you don't mind, yeah. the beauty of the way God has done this, you know, so many of these, you know, Rich has so many courses and so many of them are online and they are just a gift to all of us. But what I think super cool about the way that God has formed this particular one or is forming this one is honestly to be doing it real time with us right now. Yeah. And in that, I truly believe that he's going to be inviting our listeners and prompting them to send in questions and to be interactive in the process of him bringing this together. And we're going to see we're going to see this whole curriculum form um, around the things that he lays both on our hearts through the spirit, but also through our listeners as it begins to get unpacked. And I think that's going to be really a magnificent thing to watch happen. Yeah, I got actually, I got that um, as I was working on the material uh, just for this, just for this broadcast. Um, mm -hmm. uh, he said, he said exactly what he just said. He said, uh, the listeners are going to send in questions of real questions. Mm -hmm. Yes. They have, he says, my, my forming the connecting of the dots is going to answer their questions. So, yes. uh, so right now we're encouraging you, uh, and just let me put it up, uh, to, uh, at least get used to it. And we really would like you to send in statements, questions. Yeah. Uh, you're going to, that's a vital part of you're going to, you're going to actually help shape this, uh, material, mm -hmm. which by the way, we will turn it into a retreat and into a curriculum course. So, yep. uh, You'll be part of it, uh, but uh, send us on the YouTube and comments section or email us at questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com, and, uh, and we, we will use that. Uh, and God said mm -hmm. he actually wants to use that to facilitate understanding this because it's going to be interesting enough. Uh, worry, fear, and anxiety is real. Mm -hmm. And you see, it's not generic. It's always about personal real stuff right. in my life. And this is why I have fear, anxiety, and worry. And that's what we want you to share is, okay, what's going on? What are you sensing? What, what, what are, what are the things you do in it? And then we'll talk about, you know, God's remedy for that. And, uh, one thing that, uh, that is true and it's been true throughout uh, all that I've received is he said, it's always, it's always based on and this is why we did the first two things already, which is abiding and discerning God's will. It's always mm -hmm. on the relationship. The answer to this is always in the relationship uh, of abiding. Mm -hmm. Remember, abiding isn't a program. Uh, right. And there, you know, there's things to do in the Word, and we talked. We talked about journaling and scripture memory and uh, uh, cross referencing, and all that's really important. And critical because without the word uh, and getting into the word, you, you're not going to be able to have this relationship. But it's 24-7 connected to God mm -hmm. as he now works through what he has to speak to you um, and give you his answers, which is why we mm -hmm. did discerning God's will, is that I'm learning to abide. I'm learning to walk with him in this beautiful, uh, healthy, joyful relationship. It's not weird. It's not 
mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of uh, strange stuff that goes on. It's it's a beautiful life of God that has for you. And the way I try to portray it is um, the Gospels give us great illustration of the life with Christ. Mm-hmm. And so you look at the disciples and their relationship with Christ, and it was... You don't see anything strange about it. Uh, you don't see right. te- you don't see techniques of you got to do this or do that. Matter of fact, Jesus kept speaking. just being. <laughs> yeah, just being together, and he and he actually spoke against. Don't let this drift into a system. Um, and so, when mm-hmm. we talk about abiding, think about the beautiful relationship uh, that the disciples had with Christ. That's what abiding looks like. Um, they were in mm-hmm. the, they were talking about the word. They were processing truth, questions. He was challenging them. He, I think he was quite funny, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was a walk with them in a very healthy, beautiful way. And that's what abiding is. And that's at the base of it all. And I know, Kathy, uh, you just did a retreat uh, and had somebody that reflected, a longtime Christian that reflected something about that that I thought would be healthy for all of us to hear the difference between study and what it means to walk with God. And maybe you could share that uh, with what that person brought to you. Yeah, I'll just read her text um, because it is, it's just so precious. It says, I've been for 40 years. I loved God with my whole heart and longed to serve him and be obedient. In the past couple of years, however, I felt I was running in place, trying to meet him where he was, where he was, but unable to find all of him. It's like I could see glimpses of his glory and knew right around the corner. His glory was there shining brightly, but it was just out of reach until now. Abiding has been such a gift, Kathy. I just tell him how much I love you and how grateful I am so often, but it would get creepy if I told you all the time, (laughs) but I hope, you know, I just don't have the words to thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I received that and I was just like, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. You know, it's such a gift to be able to bring people to his feet and teach them to abide. Yeah. And the difference in knowing about someone and walking intimately is huge. Yeah. And, uh, and so our, our heart and, uh, and I rejoice, you know, that person could kind of um, uh, speak that clearly. The mm-hmm. difference is our heart is... Um, the joy of, of letting him be the king and walking in mm-hmm. his kingdom. Uh, and he loves us so much that he cares so much about us uh, that he intimately gets involved with us and his joy is with us so that he can lead us into, into life. Remember, I'm going to come to give you life and give it to you super abundantly. Mm-hmm. And it always, by definition, includes the stuff of our life, the circumstances of our life. It's real. Um, and then what, what she just expressed is, you know, as, as opposed to approaching it, you know, from a distance, mm-hmm. uh, the, the difference is now I can ex- enjoy and live out the beautiful life of God. So we just want to encourage everybody to uh, remember uh, it's about abiding. There's no system to it. It's walking with him through the word and understanding mm-hmm. what it means and then discerning his will. And then as we go into this topic of uh, worry, fear, and anxiety, um, the issue is, is our stuff. Uh, is um, I, got, <laughs> I got problems with my stuff, and it seems to me that it probably isn't going to work out. 
and then that causes you to go into you know worry, fear, and anxiety. So uh, we'll talk more in depth about that. But let's start with you know kind of a statement that Jesus actually made himself, uh, John fourteen uh, twenty seven. Uh, he makes a statement uh, about this, and go ahead and read that, John 14, 27. Sure. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Yeah. So he basically says, um, you know, the world is, is going to cause you trouble mm-hmm. and, and fear. Yeah. Uh, and uh, because of that, he said, we, we have to walk together so that you don't let your heart move to that place. Right. In other words, uh, and by the way, uh, uh, fear and trouble, it isn't that, and this is, this is what we get stuck with is, well, <laughs> why don't you just get rid of it all? You know, uh, mm-hmm. so I never have a problem with trouble and fear because there's nothing to be afraid of uh, or there's nothing, right. nothing to be experiencing trouble with. He said, no, remember the world and the world is, is that and fear and uh, responding to trouble is actually really healthy. And we're, we'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about the element of that. Uh, what becomes unhealthy is that it now it take you, takes you from, uh-oh, there's something here that I need to go process with God about. And what happens is when you try to do it and you try to resolve it and it doesn't get resolved. And then your conclusion mm-hmm. conclusions are, boy, this could be this could be bad or stay bad, and it dom- now it dominates you. So when he says, "Don't let your heart be troubled or let it be afraid," he's saying, "Don't let your life be dominated by the worry and anxiety of trouble or fear of what's happening in your life." And he says, "I got to show you what it means for me to give you my shalom, my peace." That will that will be different than that because it's not like the world, right? It's going to be a spiritual thing, um, which is what we have to identify with. Yeah, uh, I read a quote earlier today um, that encapsulates what you're saying. Actually, um, it's from Neil Anderson, and it says, "The peace of God is internal, not external. Hmm. Peace with God is something you already have." See Romans five one. But the peace of God is something you need to appropriate daily in your inner world. That's the abiding in the midst of the storms that rage on in the external world. Wow. And I thought that that really summarizes it well, right? <laughs> it, kind of, it kind of does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, externally, you know, we're going to have it. Uh, but peace is internal, which mm-hmm. means we got to have a connection, connectivity between, okay, um, how do I have that peace? Uh, that mm-hmm. is spiritual and internal with an external problem, and how do I view that? Um, mm-hmm. uh, so we, uh, and again, we we look at a lot of people say, well, um, just trust God. Um, mm-hmm. And I think there's where the there's where the heaviness is coming, is your church says and your and your Christian friends say, trust God, trust God, trust God, come on, right. trust God, and. You don't, you don't really understand, well, how do I do that? And I can say, okay, I'm going to trust God. And what, what do right. you do? God, take care of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't get taken care of. And well, then, and in fact, then when we sit 
and we're still experiencing fear or anxiety in the middle of it, we feel like a failure. Right. We're, we're failing to trust God <laughs> yeah. instead of, you know, so there's a lot that gets worn in that package. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember the enemy um, is moving us, try to move us to, first of all, don't experience the abundant life because you're walking mm-hmm. in the flesh, not in the spirit. Uh, then you get anxious about it. Mm-hmm. Then you try to fix it, make it worse. You're supposed to trust God and you realize you're not. And you mm-hmm. feel even worse about that. And so it's a spiral. <laughs> it's a spiral to eventually what it leads to is uh, what, what we call uh, resignation or oppression mm-hmm. or heaviness, which in today's parlance can be, um, uh, and you, you made the statement when, as you and I were talking about it, is a panic attack. Mm-hmm. To where I am so overwhelmed by it, mm-hmm. and I'm so stuck by it that I'm I'm under a uh, attack of panic, and my my mind is racing, my heart is racing, and I'm completely right. uh, shut down. Right, and there uh, becomes a physical manis- manifestation of what's going on spiritually. Yes, um, or depression, um, mm-hmm. and depression is I give up. Um, uh, this will never get resolved, and I guess I have no alternatives, uh, which basically depression is a lack of alternative, perceived alternatives. Mm-hmm. That, well, there's nothing left, and I guess it go. And so, you know, what's happening in our life right now, and of course we, uh, we uh, illustrate this in, you know, our End Times Fridays, is mm-hmm. <laughs> the world is getting crazier and crazier and crazier, and less and less predictable, so and more oppressive, and economic issues, and cultural issues and and uh, unbelievable uh decisions that that my kids got to deal with in school and mm-hmm. it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier so that um the causes of it as i see it are going to get worse and worse and worse right and the the opportunity uh to stay in anxiety fear and worry is is getting greater and what what i'm sensing and i think this is why god is asking us to do this is he says my children um are really stuck in this and Mm -hmm. and they're really i don't understand which is why we've had people say well how do do we get out of this right i know i'm I'm supposed to get out of it but i don't know how to get out of this and we really have seen, you know, COVID has presented that um, the, exactly what you're saying and brought it right to the forefront. Because truly, if you look in the schools, they're saying statistically the number of teenagers, actually children even, that are experiencing significant anxiety now yeah. um, has greatly increased over the past year and a half, two years now, as we've walked through all of this to the point, even I have friends who are family counselors and they said, you know, they're turning away. They cannot keep up with the amount of people coming to them, Christian counselors coming to them for help to navigate anxiety and depression in kids, especially, but across the board. Um, And so just the increase in what has gone on in the world. And so this is, this is a timely, a timely study to really press in and see what God has to say and how he wants to restore and redeem this. Yep. And again, we urge you to send in your questions uh, that help us frame up the things we'd like to make this course, which is going to kind of be developed along with you literally week by week is um, what are the things that you would like to have answered and and Mm -hmm. why and what's going on with you. And so we're going to, we're going to make this really as, as real as we can, which I think is a cool way that God's kind of doing it. 
so as we look at these questions, uh, these are the things we're gonna, we are gonna get into and answer uh, throughout the, uh, the time together is what really is uh, worry, fear, and anxiety? Uh, and why is this so difficult? to seem to overcome it. And we're always constantly living in turmoil. And I know a lot of believers are living in turmoil and they'd like to get out of it, but they don't know how. Mm -hmm. um, what is the source of us experiencing uh, worry, fear, and anxiety? Is it just demonic? Is it sinful nature? Is this God actually doing uh, testing of our faith? Uh, what exactly is all this? Um, does God have a stay in spirit, spiritual battle and uses worry, fear, and anxiety as a way of staying in the battle? even though we are wanting to fight the battle in faith, how does that all look? And is God using it for supposedly teaching us something and using something about it to fight the enemy? Uh, a lot of confusion about that. Mm -hmm. uh, Subpoints around that, around the enemy. Uh, does Satan hear our, our thoughts and influence our thoughts, which is an interesting right. question. Uh, does Satan use what we speak verbally against us, especially when we attempt to pray against him openly? So, uh, I think that's always an interesting one is, well, if Satan's out there and he's hearing what we're doing and wanting to do, isn't that uh, something that's, you know, against us? And shouldn't we be more uh, covert <laughs> about mm -hmm. it? Uh, <laughs> Sneaky. So it's really, it's really an interesting question. Um, uh, why is uh, we in a battle at all? Uh, since God is all powerful uh, and his ways are, to, are for us to live in peace, then why aren't we living in peace? Uh, mm -hmm. So what's up with that? Uh, and then uh, what is the reason uh, we tend to drift into and stay in worry, fear, and anxiety, uh, even though I might have times where I'm not, but I tend to drift into it and then stay there. And by the way, now I think it's getting you know more and more severe. Uh, that, mm -hmm. uh, this, what, as we've described it with panic attacks and, and oppression and heaviness and resignation mm -hmm. and uh, the issues of life, which is why a lot of people are saying, um, I know I'm not supposed to, right. but, I, but I have it and I don't know, I don't know how to move out of it. Um, right. And, right. Uh, and, uh, I need some help on that. So this is what we're going to try to answer for you. Um, as we go into this, uh, uh, first part of it, we're going to look at, uh, causes of worry, fear, and anxiety, uh, that, and we'll try to identify what those are and where they're coming from. But uh, we should be able to relate to these. So uh, let's look at mm -hmm. the first one, uh, uh, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Uh, Psalm 127, 1 and 2. Go ahead and read that, and we'll talk about that. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Yeah. Um, so he talks about vanity, mm -hmm. uh, a big cause of anxiety and fear and worry is, is vanity. Um, mm -hmm. okay. Now how would explain you explain that word a little more yeah. for us uh, so that people understand what you're saying there. So as we look at vanity or what he used vain, um, uh, it's that, um, there's a lot of activity, mm -hmm. uh, to accomplish something, but never, nothing ever gets accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, I spent all this time, I spent all this energy working towards something mm -hmm. um, with it, with always, I expect, you know, a result. I expect something positive to come after it, uh, but it were turned out to be uh, broken, 
never could be done and uh, is worthless. Uh, that the word right. van- vanity actually means worthless. You, you, mm-hmm. you chase worthless things. Uh, and he says you rise up early and go to bed late mm-hmm. in vanity, trying to fulfill something that you actually can't. Right. But you keep trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Okay, because there's, there's a over-dependence and a reliance on me and my skill and I think I can do this. I think I can get this done. Mm-hmm. I just got to figure it out. Um, and he, the, he who builds a house or, you know, is a watchman can do it in vain. Um, and so, uh, you know, what does that look like? I don't know if you've seen, um, you know, on HGTV uh, has all these shows about uh, model, uh, home restoration. Remodeling. Remodeling. Yeah. Yep. Um, and there's a new one out uh, that's called... Um, help, I've, I've ruined my house. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and what they do is, is this lady uh, is called in to usually a couple that mm-hmm. attempted to remodel their own house. Mm-hmm. Um, and they tell the story. And we tried and we tried and we tried. We did this, we did this, we did this. And, of course, then they bring a camera in, and it's a complete disaster. Uh, <laughs> And she says, uh, and she says, so yeah, I can see, I can see why, why it wound up there. And in essence, her conclusion is everything you've done is vanity. Mm-hmm. You worked and 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 you tried and you tried and you tried and you tried to figure all this out. And literally, not only did you not accomplish anything, you made it worse. Right. Uh, well, really, doesn't that even, that goes right with John 15, 5, one of our, our key verses, you know, that apart from God, we can do nothing. Right. You know, we're, we're not going to produce fruit on our own. It's got to be with him and him leading. That's right. So um, uh, vanity is chasing what you think is needed to fulfill something for you. But mm-hmm. the truth is, it never can be. Mm. Um, and he said, that's all vanity. And, and basically... Why would you keep doing it when mm-hmm. you when you realize that it never produced anything? Um, right. Well, interesting enough, because we're we're so dependent on self, is we we chase it we chase it ourselves, and that's why, by the way, we can say, well, that person's a vain. What what does it mean? A patient's a vain is they right. don't self focus. They're right? so they're so self focused. They never consider truth at all. Mm-hmm. And they keep getting harmed, but they're but they're vain because everything is filtered through uh, themselves. Mm-hmm. So he says, uh, vanity is a big cause of that because you we are trying to chase something, accomplish something, but we're not getting anywhere. But vanity says, I can still try to do this, and and you try and mm-hmm. you try and you don't, and you try and you don't. Okay, the next one, which is a really simple one, is uh, Matthew six twenty four. Says. No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Okay. <laughs> well, um, That's pretty clear. <laughs> that can't be, you know, uh, now, by the way, and this is interesting. Uh, it says you cannot. Mm-hmm. And the word there is not possible, impossible to both serve God and money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guess what? Most Christians try to do that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm a Christian. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm, I know God. I, I trust God. You know, I'm a Christian. Uh, I go to church, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to quote serve God by what? Going to church and saying I'm a Christian and trying to be good. But mm-hmm. what do I do? I'm chasing money as right. my as my focus in life. So and that, even as our security, as our security, you know. uh, and what it does is uh, it it dictates all of your decisions so that um, mm-hmm. you don't consider anything else other than what's the financial impact of this thing or why mm-hmm. why would you spend an inordinate amount of hours working in your business, either mm-hmm. as an employee, uh, as a manager, uh, as a owner? Um, why do you spend an inordinate amount of time? Well, because... Um, uh, I need to make more make make more money um, mm-hmm. and have more money so that we can create safety and we can have things that we like, you know, et cetera. And uh, uh, you know, John D. Rockefeller. This is you know the quote is now I think going 100 years old. But um, when he was at the height of, in essence, the equivalent of the the, the richest person on earth, mm-hmm. uh, which would in our time would be like a Bill Gates or a Jeff Bezos who are billionaires, what we call billionaires. Um, he would have been considered a billionaire. He was a multimillionaire, but at that time it would be equivalent mm-hmm. to a billionaire. How much money do you need? Mm-hmm. Guess what his answer was? More. <laughs> a, li- a little bit more. A little bit more. Right. Uh, why? Well, because there's a chasing of mm-hmm. the sense that financially um, it's better if you have more than less. And so mm-hmm. what do you do? Well, I, I got to keep getting more. And then you realize, well, yeah, okay, but I need a little bit more. Um, and mm-hmm. so greed. No matter where you're at. No matter right? where you're at. And so it's not, a, it's not about, you know, poverty to, to not poverty. It's, it's really where's your heart at is mm-hmm. everything I do is geared toward greed. Um, and remember, we, we attribute greed to the very, very wealthy and they're greedy. No, it's it's a hard issue of I chase money as my primary focus because he said you can't serve right. God and money at the same time. And well, and, and I what, think part of that too is even um, that money, you know, the the increase of money gives us the perception of the increase of control. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I think that, and especially when you're looking at it in in the context of worry and fear and anxiety, um, that seems like, you know, something that, that can help us to control our circumstances. And I think that's why it, it wars so much with us in this, in this realm. Right. Right. Uh, okay. The next one is, uh, uh, interesting one. We know this verse, but let's, let's put it in context of what this means for fear, anxiety, uh, Matthew six, 25 to 32. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you being by being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. 
But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat and what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. Yeah. So um, he's describing, uh, he's using, you know, the fundamentals, you know, eat, drink, clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, why are you anxious about that? Mm-hmm. Um, why are you worried about that? Uh, the Gentiles, I remember the context here is people that aren't, aren't following me, um, well, they're, that's what they're focused on. Um, and mm-hmm. he's not, see, he's not talking about at his purest level, well, pursuing things that give you normal living, mm-hmm. you know, food, shelter, uh, clothing. Uh, yeah, he said it's 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 important to to consider that and to make that. He said he said what what he's talking about is that you're focused on all of your personal life choices. Because mm-hmm. he uses the word, "Why are you anxious about that? Why are you worried about that?" Is I have to provide it and make mm-hmm. sure that my life choices relate re- relative to the stuff in my life that. Um, I am troubled and anxious about it because I've got to figure this out mm-hmm. and go get it and make make it happen myself. And, the, and the, what I'm saying there is the focus is on me making life choices about everything that I'm involved with at every level. And he says, mm-hmm. why why would you be so anxious about that? Um, I know what you I know I know what's going on. Uh, and of course, we're going to find the answer, as he said, well, then you let me give it to you, deliver it to you, um, and then you won't be anxious about it. So again, we've learned about vanity, greed, uh, focus on life choices. Uh, this next one is interesting. Uh, Luke 10, 38 to 41. This is the story of Mary and Martha, and it has an interesting statement. Um, Luke 10, 38 to 41. Hey, oops, hang on just a second. I think my notes got a little bit out of order there. Yeah, Luke 10, uh, 38 to 41. Let me just look that one up. I apologize. Yeah, it's okay. It's the story of uh, uh, <laughs> Mary uh, and, and Martha uh, with uh, Jesus. Uh, they were in Bethany, and uh, uh, Jesus uh, had already known them, and they'd already understood him at their limited view of being Christ the Messiah. Uh, their brother was Lazarus, as we know what happened to him. Uh, and they, he often would go back and forth between Galilee and Jerusalem. Uh, Bethany was just outside Jerusalem. So he would stop there. Uh, and he actually would stay with them. And his disciples, like in this case, the disciples have, have been sent ahead into Jerusalem. So you guys go and there's some preparation there and go take care of a few things. I'm going to stay here with Mary and Martha. So there, he's at the house of Mary and Martha, who, who, who they know. Uh, Jesus as Christ Messiah. Now, there's again, it's limited mm-hmm. view of that, but that's what they understand. That yep, you're the you're the you're the Son of God at that level. Go ahead. You Great. got that. Because, um, now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. 
that's it. Um, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes on to explain some things, but um, he makes a statement. Uh, well, you're anxious and tr troubled, you know, by many things. You're you're basically distracted. Um, so mm -hmm. um, if we ask Martha, what what are you doing? What what would she say? She was doing good things. She was getting things ready to serve him. Yeah. Like preparing food. She I'm, was hosting. She's making things ready for hey, him. I, I'm serving uh, Christ. You know, isn't that a good idea? Matter of fact, she, was, she thought it was such a good idea. She says to Mary, get up and help me. Right. And can't you make her do that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Mary says, no, um, mm -hmm. no, I'm not going to. I'm, uh, I'm going to sit here with Jesus. And so Martha says to Jesus, make Mary get up and help me. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Because I, I'm, I believe what I'm doing is the right thing. And Jesus says, you know, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled by, by many things. Uh, you're mm -hmm. distracted. Uh, and the phraseology there, the Greek is, Martha, you, in your mind, think you're, you're serving me and pleasing me. Mm -hmm. Really, you're pleasing yourself. Mm. Uh, why? Well, because your your self image, your view of of you, is for me, God, Jesus speaking, to approve of you by your work for me, mm -hmm. and your focus is on pleasing me, and uh, and then you're worried about the details of that, uh, mm -hmm. and all the preparations of that, and you're focused on that. Uh, completely, and, he, and then he attributes what does that what does that result in? Worry, right? And anxiety. Why are you anxious and worried about this mm -hmm. stuff? In other words, your focus is on pleasing others uh, and on uh, uh, you know uh, trying to uh, appear important, and you're focused right. on, on getting that approval by you appearing important by doing all these. And there's things. a level of performance there. A you know, a performance for approval. Right. And, and what you're thinking about, Martha, is you're worried that this isn't, this isn't exactly uh, perfect. Um, you got to be mm -hmm. better. You got to be better. Uh, and you're worried and anxious about many things because that's your focus is the many things. And it's got to be so that you feel important in the process so that the, mm -hmm. the is there any, and, and what he's trying to say to Martha, <laughs> are, you, are you relaxed about even that? Are you even relaxed mm -hmm. in that? See, you're not. You're you're churning. Uh, you're worried. You're anxious. You're 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 fighting these things inside of you, and therefore performing things that you think is a good idea, but actually mm -hmm. is causing you to be in turmoil. So, right. we'll, and we'll talk about that uh, as we get into. Yeah, that. I think that's going to be a good one to hit on for sure. Uh, this next one is interesting. Uh, it's out of Jeremiah seventeen uh, five to six. Je Jeremiah seventeen five to six. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Uh, so uh, he says, um, cursed are you that uh, is uh, basically focusing on your own abilities mm -hmm. uh, and you're experiencing frustration due to failure and difficulty, which is you're contributing to making it wor worse uh, because your focus is on self. And he says, cursed is a man who focuses on your own capabilities. He said, what does it wind up being? 
a, sh a dried up shrub in the desert. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's nothing there. Uh, com everything completely right. ruined. Um, all of your effort winds up with ruin and loss mm -hmm. and and things that are that are not fruitful, and therefore lots of discouragement is a because of it. Why? Because you were focused on your own ability to f get things figured out, and guess what? It wound up in great failure. I mean, great failure. Mm -hmm. And now you go into a place of fear and anxiety and worry because now. Not only did you did you not fulfill what you thought you could do, but it got worse. Mm -hmm. um, and now you don't even know what to do, uh, which, by the way, leads to more fear and anxiety and worry because <laughs> what, what do I do now? I can't. I've already made a mess of this. How? Uh, what am I gonna? How am I gonna fix this? Uh, so right. You said it's it's really a significant thing. Um, and then the next one is this aspect of of fear. Uh, and go to First Samuel seventeen one to eleven. This is Saul uh, and David and Goliath. So First uh, Samuel seventeen one to eleven. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soco, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soco and Ezekah, and in Ephes Damon. This uh, that's a lot to blah. <laughs> they were, and they Saul, were in all, all these different places. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and encamped in the Valley of Elah and drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And there came out from the camp of Philistine, a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head and he was armed with a coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of a spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron and his shield bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Yeah. <laughs> so um, again, the way that the, the, the battle um, is... Um, you know, we're going to come and, and come against you. So the Philistines mm -hmm. are coming against Israel. Uh, we're in your land. <clears throat> um, you need to come meet us for battle. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was kind of interesting. You know, they literally would send messengers. Mm -hmm. So they had to send messengers to Saul in Jerusalem. Hey, we're going we're gonna to meet you <laughs> down in there in Getty here. Uh, and bring your army. We got our army. We're going to battle. And okay, uh, so all right, boys, we got to get ready and go down there. And they do; they go down. Uh, now there was—it's kind of a, in a sense, it's if you don't do this, we're coming after you, mm -hmm. and we're gonna we're gonna completely annihilate you because you won't even be ready for war. Uh, so right. there was a interesting—it was a semi semi honorable way to do war—is that. <laughs> Well, we're coming after you, 
And why don't you get all your guys together and meet us at this place, and we'll send out, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come against you. Remember, it talks about a line. They right. literally line up, we're coming against you, you line up against us. Um, so the Philistines already are bigger than them, more, more powerful than them. Uh, but Saul says, okay, I, I got to do that, because if I don't, they're going to come and uh, capture us anyway. Goliath, uh, representing the Philistines, says, <laughs> uh, you know what? Instead of us killing everybody, why don't we just have one guy? Mm-hmm. We got we got the Goliath. By the way, it's, he's like almost eight and a half feet tall, nine foot tall, huge, big guy, uh, massive uh, and strong. Yeah. You send somebody. Let's th- let's th- those two right. fight. Let's, you send your best. I'll send mine. <laughs> I'll send my best, and whoever wins, then the other party would surrender to, uh, mm-hmm. and then we'll just avoid all this killing. Uh, and so. Um, uh, he says, I defy, go ahead and find somebody and come against me. Uh, otherwise, by the way, we'll just overrun you anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and this is basically why they did this. You know you're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. And we can avoid killing some of our people um, and avoid all this if we just do that this way. Right. Okay, and what was in verse uh, 11, what was Saul's response? He was afraid. Yeah. Uh, very fearful, very fearful and dismayed because in his mind, he knew there's no way we can win this. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I can see this circumstance that truly is against me, mm-hmm. I'm in great fear. It's deep, it's deep fear, anxiety, worry, and dismay is there's no way this is going to win. Yeah. You know? And so, and it's bigger than what he can see his way out of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as we look at that, um, that's what causes a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, the fear itself isn't bad. It's about the depth of it and where does it go? Does mm-hmm. it go to dismay? Is that, And basically the conclusion is this will never get resolved. Mm-hmm. And we're in trouble and I can't see my way out of trouble. And I'm afraid of the outcome. It mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be really, really bad. In this case, <laughs> it looks like we're going to get uh, we're going to get defeated, and we're going to have to surrender and no longer be Israel. We'll be part of the Philistines, um, mm-hmm. and that's not a good good idea. So, fear is that I've concluded uh, when I take fear to, to dismay. Fear. We'll talk about fear itself is not a bad idea. It's just like anger isn't sin. Fear isn't sin. It's what happens to it. Mm-hmm. Um, when it goes to dismay and I, and I quit and I get overwhelmed by it, it's because I've concluded as far as I can see, the outcomes are not going to be good at all. And mm-hmm. I'm stuck with that outcome and it looks like it's going to be bad. So I go, mm-hmm. I go to fear. So, uh, we've talked through a few, a few, we'll, we'll continue next uh, time, uh, talking about a few more. But yeah, talk- as we wrap up, can you recap just the few? I know there's there's several more that we'll hit on, but can you recap yeah. some of the sources that you that you shared today? Yeah. Just kind of so we talked about uh, a vanity. I I can figure this out, but I'm not uh, greed. I'm chasing money, uh, and I I keep uh, pursuing things that that I just need more, and I I spend all my time doing that. I'm focusing on my life choices, uh, all the things related to. I'm trying to figure this out. And I've got to, I'm focusing on that as opposed to enjoying it. Uh, I'm distracted uh, by pleasing others and appearing important and all the activity with that. 
Uh, I'm focusing on my own capabilities and I causing things more difficult and they're drying up and, and they're not working. And then fear is this is not going to work. Uh, so mm -hmm. we can see that, yeah, I can relate to some of those. Uh, and we'll get into a few more next week and then we'll start uh, talking about the real causes behind this. And then, of course, bringing remedy, which would, what what God mm -hmm. wants to bring is I want to help you overcome this. Uh, and there's going to be a process right. to that. So. We'll pick that up again next uh, uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're excited about the series that we've started, and uh, uh, we're not af afraid of uh, technology problems. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, God will take care of it, uh, and uh, and we have people that help us. So, <laughs> yes, uh, yes, we'll do that. So, Kathy, we will uh, uh, see you tomorrow. I encourage you to send in your questions again. We're going to do this together, and this will be this will be quite fun. Yeah, this is, this is going to be a great series guys. So join us on this and let's see where God takes it all. I think it's just so timely for yeah. us. So thanks for sharing and have a great afternoon, everyone. And uh, again, be a friend, tell a friend and, and invite people to join us, especially on, on this one. I think it's going to be excellent. Yeah, so. it's going to be fun. All right. See you, see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of come and see your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.